Thank you, Brother Merle Ewan. And just to settle it all, whatever happens tonight will not be because of me. It's been because it will be because I've been with Jesus. I have been with him. I have walked with him, and so have you. And the closer we walk to him, the more will happen, not because of us, but because of him. It's good to be here with Brother Ewan, Sister Ewan, Lanny, Matt, and then, of course, Grandmother Ewan. And I could never pass the opportunity to one of the greatest men I ever knew, one of the most determined men. Was Merle's daddy. After he had that stroke, I watched him come back with a faith that had never quit. He didn't know how to quit. He knew God promised it to him. He stayed with it till he got it. Stay with it. Appreciate all the brethren that's here, Brother Morgan. Brother Smith, all the ministers, and <clears throat> Brother Rhymes driving me over here. And you heard what he said while he was helping others, God healed him. So remember that tonight. Those growths that he had all of his life disappeared while he was helping others. And I've been sick a few times myself, and somebody come along that wasn't near as sick as me, I thought. And while I was praying for him, God healed me. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I might read one scripture here in Malachi. I don't know whether my notes are still in here. I used to, didn't use any. I have to use them every once in a while now. But in Malachi, and I'll tell you what my text is before I start reading. It's faith in Jesus' name. And as the old song said, when you said Jesus, you said it all. When you preach Jesus, you preach it all. When you sing about him, you've sung it all. That's it. Faith in his name. And I want to show you some prophecy fulfilling right here tonight. We are fulfilling prophecy tonight. That choir did it a while ago. You listen to it in Malachi 1.11. From the rising of the sun, even to the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. That's us. My name shall be great among the Gentiles. Can you say thank the Lord? 
And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name. And a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathens, saith the Lord. The Lord said it. My name is going to be great among the Gentiles. Amen. And then some more scripture. My name shall be great among the Gentiles. And then in Matthew 12, 21, the Lord Jesus himself said, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. And in his name shall us Gentiles trust. If you trust him, say amen. amen. Right now. Amen. I trust him now. Trust him now. We're fulfilling prophecy. Acts 15 and 14. Simon hath declared how God at first did take or visit the Gentiles to take out a people for his name. He visited the Gentiles to take a people out for his name. What's his name? Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Isaiah 60 and 3. And the Gentiles shall come to the light. How many has come to the light of his name? Would you say amen? amen? The Gentiles are coming to this light. Jeremiah 16, 19. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth. If you've ever been to Jerusalem, you've watched it. Gentiles. Flying in, big loads, Gentiles from all over the world flying into Jerusalem. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth. Prophecy fulfilling every day from around the world, Gentiles are flying into Jerusalem. Acts 19 and 15. And he is a chosen vessel to bear my name unto the Gentiles. We're talking about us tonight. The Apostle Paul left his own people and went to bear his name with signs and wonders and miracles following. And then in Galatians 3 and 14, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Think of that. That we now tonight have the blessings of Abraham upon us. Listen to what he said. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. 
that we might receive the promise tonight through faith. He's talking about us Gentiles. And then he said, and if ye be Christ, listen to it, then are ye Abraham's seed and heir according to the promises. Everything in the world that God's ever promised Abraham and his seed is ours tonight through Christ. I have a right. I'm an heir. It's mine. Everybody say it in Jesus' name. It's mine. What? On a hill far away, he walked out of Pilate's Hall up Golgotha's hill, and on that old rugged cross, he bowed his head, and he said, it's finished. What? Salvation for every human being that would ask for it. Divine healing for every person that would ask and believe for it. Heirs to the promise. Ours, say it, ours. Tonight. Tonight, I'm healed. And uh, the disciple said, why look on us if you ask it about this crippled man healed at the beautiful gate? He said it happened through faith. In his name. That's the way it happened. So tonight, before you're seated, why can't I tell you how to do it yourself? Do it yourself. All right, you can be seated. I want you to keep that in mind. After all, if you repented of your sins and you've been baptized in his name, and you've been filled with his spirit, and you've been called, what in the world else do you need? What in the world could he come up with? We got it all. We got a right to believe his name. We wear it. Hallelujah. They was talking to me in the car today about the prophets of the Old Testament and the New. I said, well, the difference is the Old Testament prophet could call far down from heaven and burn people up literally. But we could call Holy Ghost far down. I want you to sell it forever. Jesus said this. Everybody said Jesus said it. John 10, 35. Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures, Jesus said it, cannot be broken. If he promises, he'll do it. 
And then 1 Kings 8, 16, there hath not one, there hath not failed one word. Everybody say one word. There hath not failed one word. There hath not failed one word of all of his promises. And he promised you he'd heal you. And the scriptures cannot be broken. I asked the Lord a while back, I said, Lord, why aren't more Pentecostal people healed? I said, surely they've got faith. They've heard the gospel for 40 years. He said, oh, yes, they've got faith. A lot of it. But they have it in part. And I began to see what he's talking about. There we sat in a brand new car, full of gas, motor running, horn blowing, everything, and it won't move. Won't go nowhere. Yeah. You pray, you sing, you testify, just do everything, but it won't move. And it won't. You're not going nowhere. Until you take it out of park and there's an end there and put it over there in drive and then mass accelerator and you're gone. If I could get you to take it out of park today and put it in drive, that's action. <laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But first, let me teach you how to say Jesus. You know, the sons of Siva said it. They pronounced it right. But the devils and the man said, Paul, we know. And Jesus, we know. But who are you? And they liked to kill. The fellow liked to kill all seven of them. They could pronounce it, but there was something in there. The ring of faith wasn't in there. See, this, that ring. It was a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And it just didn't work. But the apostles knew how to say Jesus. Peter and John said, silver and gold have we none. But such as we have, we have the name. Such as we have. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. They knew how to say it. They knew how to say it with faith. Faith. Then they know, knew how to say it with love. They love that name more than they love their own lives. You've got to say it with love. Do you love him? Say it tenderly. Say it with love. Deep love. Love you can feel. It's the greatest name. It's the most wonderful name. Say it with love. 
then say it with vision. Say it and see it happening. You know. See it. I said, Lord, what's the matter with certainty, brother? He said, well, they have more faith in wall spray than they have in me. I said, what? He said, you know when you take that can of wall spray and there's that bunch of walls just sitting ready. But you know when that, they get the first puff, it'll take the fight out of them and they're gone. Said, why can't you see the same thing happening to demons when you call my name? I'm saying, say it and see it. Say it and believe it. Say it and walk. Say it and talk. All right. Now, say it with love. Would you do that for me right now, everybody? Just say Jesus with love. Say it again. Jesus. Jesus. We love you. Just keep saying it. Now, he left his name when he went back to heaven. He said, up until now, you're not asking to thank in my name, but I'm going to leave my name with you. And in my name, you're going to cast out devils. In my name, you're going to heal the sick. And I'm going to go with you as you preach. And wherever you go, I'm going to confirm the word with signs following as you preach my name. We're talking about faith in his name. However... I don't think, you know, if we, if you had $1,000 in the bank, you had the bank statement, and you knew you had $1,000, but for some reason, you wouldn't needed $100, but you said, I don't know whether they'll cash my check or not. I'll just pray and fast all day, and, and maybe I could go in and beg the teller, maybe she'll cash the check, you know, and how silly that would be. You know, you'll use a little faith, but you, you know you don't have to use just enough to sign the check because the money's in the bank and you know it. He's already put it all in the bank for us. Everything's there, and he said, my name will get it. My name will get it. Now, let me give you the most important lesson I've ever learned. You know, we can preach faith, and you can believe. But there's some believe that Jesus didn't pay any attention to them because it wasn't deep. You know, it had to be deep. But the preacher's called to preach the word to send a word to you.
I'm called to preach his name to you. And it's not enough just to hear. And it's not enough just to believe. We still got to have some real action. Don't ever forget this. If you forget everything Brother Barnes ever said, don't ever forget this. While the preacher's preaching the truth and preaching the name, and it gets on your problem, and you say from the heart, I now, Lord, receive that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I receive that now into my body. If we'd talk to our people more about receiving than just hearing and going home getting a hamburger, they got to stop and say it. You've got to say it. It's not enough just to hear it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And there's only one way to get that in your heart, and that's to say, I receive that into my heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I receive that into my body now. I receive healing now. In Jesus' name, I receive healing now. People getting healed. That's it. That's it. Into my heart now. I receive it. Because the seed, unless it's planted in the heart, it'll not come up in the head. You've got to get it in the heart. Unless you receive the seed, the word of God, into your heart, the miracle's not there. The healing power's not there. I asked the Lord once, I said, Lord, why is your name so powerful? I have preached it. I have seen the dead raised three times. I've seen all kinds of miracles. I watched them healed that had never walked in their life. Never walked. Born crippled. A lady in Texas had polio when she's Eight years old, and her right leg, I believe. Didn't grow no more for eight years, whatever I prayed for. And thousands of people saw this and knew it. This is not something done in a corner. And that leg, well, the, the, the setting of the thing was we, I was preaching a youth camp. You was there, brother, at that youth camp. And I was preaching... And as a lot of them having trouble getting the Holy Ghost, I said, if you all meet me over under that tent, I'll teach you how. Because it's simple. It's so easy. There ain't nobody in the world can keep you from getting the Holy Ghost if you want it. 2,000 devils couldn't keep the demoniac from Jesus because he wanted to get there. If he hadn't wanted to get there, you could drug him down there and still nothing happened. He wanted. And a woman came up while I was teaching. She said, this squatter on my neck said, would you pray for it? And I turned and prayed for it. I said, before, you know, sometimes the Lord speaks to you and you almost scare you after it's done. I said, before you get to the cabin, it'll be gone. I 
had my sword turned around, and here she come running back saying, look, it's gone. And that little girl sitting there with that leg hadn't grown in eight years, four inches shorter than the other one, had her shoes stuffed with rags to make it fill out. And she said, if God could do that, it could heal my foot. Just like that. I prayed for her. And she said, oh, my foot's hurting. And her foot was growing. And she had to jerk the shoe off. And in seconds... And there was thousands of people that year saw her sitting. That leg developed fully, grew four inches, filled out, same size as the other one. When I set her down on the platform that night, hundreds marched by, but nobody could have told unless they knew which leg hadn't grown in eight years. You see, we're talking about Creative miracles. We're not talking about my power. So I asked the Lord a question. I said, why is your name so powerful, Lord? And he spoke five things to me just real quick. He said, number one, my word's in my name. It's the most powerful name. It's the most powerful word that's ever been in the Bible. Or in the heavenlies, Jesus. Then he said, my blood is in my name. That's why you say in Jesus' name, I plead the blood. Then number three, he said, all authority in heaven is in and behind my name. To see that it will accomplish. Bring to pass what it's sent to do. And then he said, the Holy Spirit. The light of the world is in my name. Then, number five, he said, the faith that spoke the worlds into existence and the earth you live on is in my name. And everything you or anybody else needs is in my name. And it will open up with just a little faith. Just love it. It'll open up and pour it out to you. It's all in the name. Say it again, Jesus. What I need is in your name. And I believe you tonight. And I receive you tonight. Everything, everything. Everything. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, let me touch him. Now, you see, you have what it takes. In the 14th chapter of John, this 13th verse always bothered me, troubled me. Because it said, Jesus was talking. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. 
And if he'd have stopped there. But that next one messed me up. I couldn't figure it out for a long time. Greater works than these shall you do. Because I'd go unto the Father. Greater. I said, Lord, I don't understand it. He said, you need to read the next two verses. I said, yeah. The next two verses. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. I'll do it. You ask, I'll do it. You ask, I'll do it. Moses threw that rod down. It turned to a serpent. He didn't tell Moses to turn it to a serpent. He couldn't have. But he could throw it down. Very easy. Then he said, take it with the tail. And it became a rod again. And you know, that miracle never left for 40 years. That rod, God left with Israel. And miracle after miracle, sign after sign, pillar of fire, water gushing out of the rock, Red Sea rolling back. For 40 years. And he's left us his name. And he said, everything you need is in my name. If you'll just say it and receive it. Everything you need is in my name. There's healing in his name. There's Holy Ghost in his name. Everything you need, call on his name this night. Call on it. Hallelujah. Now, you have the power resting within you. You have a right, you an heir, to everything that was ever promised to Abraham or any Jew. It's ours tonight. We are the seed of Abraham through Christ. We are heirs to everything. And they had all kinds of great things. Can you imagine people backsliding where there was pillar of fire over the head in daytime and miracle water gushing out of the rock, manna raining down from heaven every morning and go out and just gather it up and eat it. And here's these fellows sitting there in the door of the tent eating miracle bread, drinking miracle water, and having miracle light up there, doubting God. My Lord. So he said, I've given you the little job, and this is the greater work. Jesus living in me, as he does in you, same Jesus, living in us, and now here's the greater work. He said, you ask, and I'll do it. It's us, but it's mostly him. 
That's like when he brought all those fish in. He said, bring the fish you caught. But really, who caught them? Yeah, who caught them? So he said, you ask, and I'll do it. Now, that means you can do it right there. You could have your miracle sitting right there on the seat. By saying, I receive the power of Jesus' name into my body, into my heart. I release it, and I praise you, Lord, and I thank you. I thank you for healing me. It's mine. Now, I receive it. Now. sitting in the mall the other day and naturally my wife was shopping and I was sitting on the seat wishing she'd hurry up <laughs> and five ladies walked up and one of them said you know wasn't too long ago I was in your office I had three growths on my neck and they all disappeared Another lady talking about her short leg being lengthened out. And another one said, me and my husband, our marriage was wrecked. And looking at him I, in my office, his hair was hanging down to his waist. And, oh, he looked like anything, but uh, what he ought to look like. I got to preaching, you know, made them join hands and remarried them. I said, now I command you to love one another like you're supposed to. Well, that did something to him. He went home, got a haircut and a shave, got the Holy Ghost. And she said, never in the world has anybody been any happier than we are. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. I was driving along the road one day, telling this just because it's nothing, you don't strain. There is what you call faith, and the next thing after faith is knowing. It's something you just plain know, and you don't have to have faith. I don't have to have faith, I've got the Holy Ghost. I know. I pass from death unto life. It's flat. I know. And then the highest is the next one, love. Because love never fails. I was driving along thinking about anything but a healing service in the car. You know, I didn't have my mind on it. You know, you think, well, the preacher really has to get with it. No, no, it's already done. You just say in Jesus' name. He, he did it. And a horn kept blowing at me. I looked, and somebody's waving. One of our preachers finally got me stopped. He said, Brother Barnes said, my mother said, if I'd stop you, she's got a quarter as big as a grapefruit. Said, if, she said, if you'll just let Brother Barnes pray for me, it'll go. 
He got me stopped. I wasn't in no shouting service. I wasn't, hadn't even, I don't know what I was thinking about. It wasn't healing. I walked towards her, and here she come toward me, and I reached out to put my hand on that big old quarter, and it wasn't there. It just wasn't there. Now, you know who did that? I wasn't even in tune, but I knew a name. I knew a name, and I knew he'd put it in the bank for me. So I just said in Jesus' name. And you know what? I asked. I had the little bitty tiny job, but we did a greater work. Amen. We was doing the greater works now, but he was doing it. He's always doing it. He's the healer. As the musicians would like to just play a little bit of, say, only believe. It's quiet. You're getting healed because you don't have to struggle with this. You just receive it. You just receive it. In Jesus' name, I'm being healed now. Just keep saying it. I read this story in Smith Wigglesworth's book. These people were not Pentecostal, but this old man was bedfast and couldn't get out of bed, he was just dying. But he found a track, Jesus still healed. So he went, he set out in the neighborhood and he got some folks, six of them came. And he said, I want you to pray for me. And they prayed, nothing happened. So they finally gave up and they went out, side one of them said, oh, I've got a thought. Let's go back. And we're just going to whisper his name, Jesus. And they gathered around the bed and began to just whisper, Jesus, Jesus. And all of a sudden the bed began to shake and the old man began to move. And a little bit he's up and he's out on the floor walking. Jesus, just say because when you say it with faith and you say it with love and you say it with vision, it opens up and everything's in it pours out on you. And it's yours. Right. I was praying one day in the woods and I was really letting the Lord know he needed to heal the sick that night. And he spoke to me. He said, what are you trying to do? Convince me I ought to heal the sick? He said, that was my plan before you ever got here. Huh. 
He said, all I need is an instrument. So that night, we had all kind of thing. We had one witch in the church. She turned her back while I was preaching. She couldn't look at me. But they brought a little girl, four years old, never walked in her life. She's a spastic child, couldn't use her arms, leg, or neck. Slava running out of his mouth, laid her in my arms. I said, all right, Lord. You know what you said in the woods to me today? That I didn't have to try to get you to heal. You said it was in your plan. And while I was saying that, her little legs and arms shot out just like that. And I stood her up first time in her life. The whole family received the Holy Ghost. It's in his plan for every man, for every woman, every boy, and every girl, and every child. And it's a perfect plan. And the scriptures cannot be broken. And not one word in that Bible has ever failed. Never. So here we are. How many is feeling God out there? Would you put your hand? You, you feel something. You feel like you're getting a hold of something tonight you can do yourself. to learn how to do it yourself because you know you could have a heart attack and somewhere if you know how to pray brother who was it out there that had a heart attack 22 years ago told me a while ago that's brother brother Krill yeah 22 years ago he's dying with heart trouble I told him then he's going to live He's here tonight, 22 years later. Anybody got heart trouble, put your hand up. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command those arteries to be healed. Be healed. My brother, Ralph, seemed to never be interested in church. He'd retired from the Air Force. He came home about three years ago, and he's having heart trouble. And I had prayed for him, but one night I got a telephone call. He said, Ralph's had a heart attack. They rushed him. Shreveport. Doctor been telling me your arteries are filled up. You're going to have to have open heart surgery. Well, I said, now, Lord, I don't know whether I can pray. I'm all upset. And I said, Mom and Dad prayed for that boy all their life that he'd get saved. I said, would you open some of them bottles 
the prayer mama prayed for that old boy and pour him out on old Ralph. That's all I had. I didn't do it. I, it wasn't me. I was too upset. I got there the next morning after the specialist had run all the tests. And I stand by his bed when the doctor came in. He said, Ralph, I don't know what's happened. He said, but your arteries is as clean as a 21-year-old. He kept standing around, and he was bum-fuzzled. And finally, he said, well, Ralph, I, I don't know what happened, but he said, as far as I'm concerned, you can go home. Ralph went home. He got baptized, and he got the Holy Ghost. Mom's prayers. Mom's prayers. Mom's prayers. Mom's prayers. Never lost the power. I feel tonight there's some moms that's gone on and dad just prayed a lot of prayers for some of you tonight. I pray God will open up the windows of heaven and let them come down on you tonight. Some of you need it. You need a miracle, don't you? All right. He's no respecter person. You ready for those Tumors, growths to disappear. If they left Brother Rhymes and that woman the other day I prayed for, they'll leave you. Because, see, I'm not doing it. I'm giving you the do-it-yourself job. You're just going to ask, and he's going to do it. Because I can't do it. He is the great physician. Amen. I take authority and dominion over ever growth, ever tumor, ever water. I command it to disappear from your body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it in Jesus' name. I receive it. It's going in Jesus' name. Not long ago, a lady came in my office and I said, she's having all kinds of problems. I said, you ever been, you know anything about Pentecostal? She said, no. Don't know nothing. I said, here's a good prospect. I'm not, not going to tell her nothing. But the Lord would like to come into her life. She said, yeah, I'd like to. I didn't tell her about being filled, the Holy Ghost speaking tongues, nothing. Just left it out. I said, all right, Lord. They didn't nobody know what's going to happen on the day of Pentecost, so here it is. I laid hands on her. She started speaking in tongues. 
And when she got through, she said, what in the world was I doing? I said, you just received the Holy Ghost. She got out in the hallway and she said, oh, you forgot to pray for my deaf ear that's been deaf nearly all my life. I just put my finger up. I said, here in Jesus' name. She said, it popped. I can hear. You want that deaf ear to just pop open in Jesus' name? Put your finger on that ear in Jesus' name. I command that deaf spirit to go in the healing name, Jesus. Jesus. Raise your hand if you discovered a growth or tumor or something that's left your body already. Feel and see. There's something left just a while ago. Do I see anybody? Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Check it. There's something internal. What about that old cancer? When you say cancer, everybody looks at the graveyard. They say, I better get my barrel dues fixed. I better go. Get fixed up and get me a plot. And ain't the way to get well. A medical doctor called me a year or two ago. He said, you don't know me, but I've heard about you. He said, I have cancer. And he said, medical science cannot help me. He said, I am a cancer specialist myself. And he said, I know. Unless God does something I'm fixing to die I said doctor in the name of Jesus I command the cancer to die just a simple prayer no big deal six months later the phone rang he said well I'll give it plenty of time I've had every x-ray and run every test he said I'm sound and well And if you're an alcoholic, let's kill that cancer. In the name of Jesus, everybody say it. In the name of Jesus, we command the cancer to die. Do it, Lord. In your name, we receive it. Yeah, receive it. You do you have a habit? Drugs, alcohol. Well, back, got a call two o'clock in the morning. If you don't want to get called all night, don't ever start praying for the sick. She said, I'm sorry to call you this time of the night. But she said, I'm a medical doctor myself, and I have a habit, and it's running my business that I'm an alcoholic. I said, would you pray for me? I said, sure. I prayed for her. A few days she called me and said, I'm healed. 
I hadn't wanted to drink since. I said, well, you need to get the healer on the inside. I said, you live in a large city. I said, find a good United Pentecostal church. Go to it and get the Holy Ghost. She said, okay. Called me back in a couple of weeks. Said, guess what? She said, I got it. But I have a very strange case now on hand. This is my first. This lady, doctor, she called me in for a good while. She didn't tell me she was a Jew or a medical doctor. She had read my book on healing. And she finally told me, said, I'm Orthodox Jew. And I've been praying for her in Jesus' name. Amen. And before Easter, she called me and wished me a happy Easter. I said, boy, I'm getting somewhere now. <laughs> getting somewhere now. But God's got his hand on her. It don't matter who they are, where they come from. He's a great physician. He loves everybody. He died for everybody. He was whipped for everybody. And that included you, me. Say it, he was whipped for me. That by his stripes, I'm healed. That's it. You that have crippled limbs, I was preaching. And this Assembly God preacher was sitting out. There was two of them in the audience. He had a crippled foot. He walked on his toes. He'd never been on the floor. And while I was preaching, all of a sudden he felt that foot, that heel go to the floor. And he said, look, God's healed my foot. Been crippled all my life with that thing. And the other had been deaf in one ear for 35 years, hadn't heard a sound. And he said, my ear just popped while he was preaching, and I can hear perfectly. You see, he's in the audience. He's there with you. Say, Jesus. He's right there on your lips, see. There's a miracle in your mouth. The miracle is you ask, and he does it. There's other diseases out there. Triple limbs. You know, when you see, I'll never forget this. I'm going to tell you folks who got crippled limbs. And I don't want to stay up here all night. I'm fixing the clothes in a little bit. One of my members, I missed her after her baby's born. I called her. I said, I've been missing you. 
She said, yeah, I'll never be back. I said, what? She said, my baby's born deformed. She said, his little legs are just rolled up. And his little face is all sunk in. She said, I don't want to take it out. I don't want nobody to see it. I said, this is Easter. Coming up here Sunday. I said, you wait a little late. Come in, everybody's seated. When I see you come in, I'm going to ask you. You can cover it with a blanket. And bring it down to me. And let me pray for it. I stuck my hand up under the blanket. And I prayed for it. And she went back and sat down on the back seat where she could get out. But she happened to look under there, and his face was filled out. And she reached down, and she just pulled him little old legs straight. They just healed, and she began to scream and holler. That little thing's finished school, married now. Never had a. He can turn that old bone to wax and make it straighten out and then harden it. I don't know how many of you were there. It's been a good many years ago. It's a little girl. Youth camp. You can see her hopping old. Over the yard, one leg about inch or two shorter than the other one. She'd broke it a year or two before. And she came out to the prayer chapel. Dr. Hathorne is standing there, a lot of more. He still talks about it. And she said, would you pray for me that God would straight, uh, would lengthen my leg? I said, yes. I said, in Jesus' name, as you run toward the tabernacle, by the time you get there, it'll be the same length as the other one. That's scary when you say things like that before you know it. You no time to reason or figure it out, you know? Well, once you hit the platform, both legs is the same length. As a shout went up. Twenty-eight received the Holy Ghost before church started that night. And let me show you the amazing thing. The doctor told her. She's scheduled for operation the next week. He said the break instead of it growing the gristled and the bone grew out around the break and there was a ridge from around her leg and the Lord took that ridge out and lengthened the leg now you think of that look God's a big God there's only one thing you don't know. He don't know how much power he's got because he never found anything big enough to try it all out on. <laughs> what power. What love. Everybody say it. 
to everyone has a crippled limb. And that little child back there, that little boy, put your hand on the child, sister. Oh, okay. Put your hand on it, honey. Get ready for those limbs that's crippled. That arm you hadn't been able to lift up. Are you ready? You said, does it really happen? It happens. Yeah, I had a fellow walk in. The fellow was on the city council of a big city and later become mayor. Had a crippled arm. God healed him. He said, I want to give you a check. I said, you'll have to give it, make it out to the church, $5,000. And the other fellow, he wrote one out for 1000 I could have got it, but I don't take money for praying for the sick. <laughs> but you know, he bound to got it. He wouldn't have given me $5,000. But you can't pay for it. You can't pay for it. Oh, yeah. I pray for a lot of doctors, lawyers, judges, sheriffs. But now that's a big deal. But I pray for a lot of tramps. I'll stop with them on the street. Just watching one leaning up against the wall. Stop. I said, son, can I help you? He said, who are you? I said, I'm a preacher. When I got through with him, he said, well, thank you. I've got faith in your talking. I believe I can do it. He said, I have a pistol laying on the dresser at home. I was fixing to go home and end it. Just a tramp, as it were. I don't know what kind of den he lived in or what, but one fellow's out in the woods, lived on an old tent all the winter. Wanted to talk to me. I said, I'm very interested in talking to a fellow that would live out there under that tent in the snow and rain and sleet. And, uh, I'd like to get on the inside of their lives. So let me tell you something. If he's a tramp on the street, he's got a soul that God died for on Calvary. So, Father, I ask you to touch every limb. Heal it. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You said it, Lord. Now do it. Heal every limb that's crippled. Every person. Whatever it takes, Lord, it's in your hands. Heal, Lord. Brother Mark. You heard what I said a while ago about that fire. The prophets of the Old Testament called fire down, burned them up. The Lord wants to give you the gift to call down Holy Ghost fire on this crowd. You got all kinds of people out there, and they need help. 
I don't care who they are, where they come, whatever they're in, they need help. You know, there's people off in all kind of perversion, but we don't hate, hate the person. We, we want to see them delivered, and I've seen them delivered. And if they want to be delivered, what is that preacher's name is talking about? He said there's 6,000 demons. That legion meant 6,000. And he said 6,000 couldn't keep that demoniac from coming to Jesus. And, and they can't. There's not a devil in hell. If a sinner tells me I'd like to come, but I can't, I'd say, oh, yes, you can. It's in your human will. If you will to come, all hell has to back away. But you got a will to come. God honors that free will. I want everybody that was just the last for us to have a mass prayer to come down to the front as we stand and they sing only believe. I'm going to pray for everybody. That's all. Just act your faith by coming down. given you the secret of how to do it. And stay with it. Go to bed saying in Jesus' name. You do it, Lord, for me. Would you? I'll ask you. Don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. I asked him a while back when he's a little slow about healing me for something. I said, Lord, I don't understand why you're so slow. You know, when you get sick, you get... 
He said, when I seem to be slow in answering your prayer, I'm just waiting for you to grow. So we can grow in faith by saying his name. Go to bed saying it, get up saying it. I'm going to give you the secret that I have only told a few. My own personal life. This is not for... This is something I often wondered what God dreamed from the foundation of the world about man and what he could be. What he saw in man that he loved. And I said, whatever that was, Lord, you were slain from the foundation of the world in your own mind. You knew you were going to have to die for us. But what was you seeing? And I said, well, I can't be holy. I have to have your holiness. I can't be righteous. I have to have your righteousness. I can't do anything for myself. It all is filthy rags. Then he began to let me know I needed a miracle heart. What do you mean, preacher? A heart that knows how to worship God as he should be worshipped. A heart that knows how to love God as he should be loved. A heart that knows how to believe God as he should be believed in. Then he needs a miracle mind. Or as a man thinketh. So let this mind which is in Christ be also in you. We need to pray for the mind of Christ. And then miracle eyes to see into the spirit world. The Apostle Paul said, while we look not at things seen, but at things not seen. We need to learn to look at things not seen. And then we need ears, miracle ears, to hear what the Spirit say unto the church today. If he tells you something, it'll work. Miracle ears, let me hear you, Lord. We live in this so much hassle and bustle and screaming sirens and cars and airplanes and everything's a roar. It's, you know, you just can't hardly hear nothing. But oh, to hear that still small voice talking to us. And then number five, in this world of radio, television, computers, world network, everything playing with your emotions. I said, Lord, we need miracle emotions that will not bow to anything but truth. For Jesus said, the Father seeks the people that will worship him in spirit and truth. When you separate them, you messed it up. You've got to have spirit 
and truth. We've got a lot of people in the world that's all spirit and no truth. We've got some that's all truth and no spirit. Don't work. We've got to have them together. So emotions did not bow to Hollywood and all the junk. It'll only bow to him. Oh, let me walk with you, Jesus. So I'm going to pray for all of you. I've passed something on to you that's very personal. I'm praying. I want to be like him. Every son wants to be like his father. And we who are born again, we're the sons of God. So while let's sing that once more, I'm going to pray for you. Take this five things and let it be a part of your life. You'll see miracles happen in your own life. There's something about worship that we human beings try, but we can miss it. But the Holy Spirit can reveal to us how. like that song you wrote, Sister John. Way out yonder when there was nothing, God was lonely. And he thought of us. And here we are. And he left us his name. Everybody say it. He left me. His name. And everything I need is in his name. And I receive that now into my body. I receive divine healing that he purchased for me in Pilate's Hall. I'm now being healed by the power of the Almighty God. It's done. It's done. He did it. He did it. He's the only one that can but because of his love, he has healed me tonight. Well, how many believes it's done? Wave at me. I wish I could walk through and lay hands on you, but Jesus is doing it. I want you to be Jesus conscious and not T.W. Barnes conscious. I'm just like Moses. Throw the rod down. The Lord does the work. Pick it up again. He does the work. Keep that in mind. He loves you. You're born again. You wear his name. You are. You're baptizing. And you have the healing name already in you. It's there. Have we tried too hard? Have we put too much human effort in it? The little woman said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment and slip away, I'll be healed. She didn't come through the crowd shouting and hollering and screaming. 
he just knelt and touched the hem of his garment. Quiet. And they'd walk by and touch him. Quiet. And just receive it. See if you can unwind and get still and just let him. like to lay hands on you preachers, anybody, anybody just out there lay hands on one another, you men, you women in an act of love just for one another, just, just touch one another, you men.